Carlo crossed his arms and surveyed the damage. The former owner of Judging Your Cover had taken it upon themselves to trash their own elixir production system before Harlow's men caught the asshole. Harlow's second-in-command clapped his shoulder. Congratulations on another successful venture, boss! Harlow gestured angrily at the destruction. It'll take weeks to get this place in working shape. Your mystery backer will understand. None of his men knew his backer's identity. His second slid his hand away and brushed dust from his sequined leopard print jacket instead. Louise was here tonight, but boss, she was acting strange, almost like she didn't recognize me. A vein at his temple pulsed. Yet you still let her get away. I, I can ask the captain's iron shoes if they've seen her. Harlow watched the man go, jaw clenched so hard it cracked. He wanted Louise found. But he had bigger fish to fry right now. For this to work, he needed all the old-school apothecaries out. Which meant the next person on his hit list was Vera Reeves. Realm Presents Elixir Episode 6 I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The jaded rose looked the same way it always did after closing. When Vera popped the till, she found Rolf had even done the books for the night. Decent night. Too bad it might be their last. Without Maud and her loyal iron shoes, there was no one to guarantee their safety. No promise that what had just happened to JJ's club wouldn't happen to Vera's family next. Elsie hovered in the doorway. Is there anything I can do? Go back in time and stop this from happening? Great, 
I'll fire up the time machine. You pack a lunch. Vera didn't have the energy to laugh. Slowly, Elsie crossed to her side, touched her shoulder. Elsie's nearness brought another memory rushing back. We kissed. If she concentrated, Vera could still taste the strawberry sweetness of Elsie's mouth. It had been a long time since Vera had kissed anyone like that. Elsie was tempting, yes. She was also a mistake. Vera shut the till harder than necessary. It's late, and I've got work to do. What's the plan? Plan? She had no plan, only desperate hopes. Write to all the remaining apothecars, warn them that iron shoes belong to Harlow now. Then, shut her for a few nights in the hopes things cool down. Up security protocols. She started forward, but Elsie blocked her path. The man I met tonight said that Lou stole some intel from Harlow. Plus, he called Harlow our enemy. Don't you see? Lou and her social club could be just what you need. A way to stop Harlow. Elsie has a point. That was the calm, rational side of her mind. The other half was too focused on the narrow distance between their bodies. Don't get distracted, Reeves. Maybe it's better if we both focus on our own priorities from now on. Separately. Why? Just because we kissed? Don't be silly. Air. She needed more air. It was one kiss, Elsie. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Why are you acting so defensive then? Because... Vera shut her eyes. Everything is falling apart. My business, my family. I have enough problems without courting distraction. When Vera opened her eyes again, Elsie was smirking. Sounds like you're the one who needs to remember it was just a kiss. She should back up. But suddenly, all that air Vera had wanted a moment ago no longer seemed appealing. Elsie's smirk widened into damn near a grin. No sense letting some meaningless kiss come between us. There is no us. Even as she said it, she felt her body tilting toward Elsie. Elsie must have felt this too. Her face tilted toward Vera's, full of challenge. Then prove it. Tell me to leave. Vera felt the road fork ahead of her and she knew which way she ought to turn, the smart route. Instead, she bent down and crushed her lips to Elsie's. Mid-morning light had turned Vera's laboratory curtains gold by the time she woke. In the glow, the previous night returned in snatches. Elsie digging her fingers into Vera's hair, her kiss like a drowning woman's. Elsie pushing her backward onto the steps. Vera pulling Elsie down with her, both laughing and then not laughing anymore. As Vera traced her teeth along the line of Elsie's neck, ran her tongue over the hollow at the base of Elsie's throat. She didn't remember how they made it upstairs, but they must have because her next memory was Elsie splayed out on her workbench. Vera's tools pushed to one side, 
the better for her to kneel between Elsie's thighs, hike up that damned dress, and... An arm snaked around Vera's middle, hugging her tight, and she became aware of heat. Vera peered over her shoulder to find Elsie pinned between her and the wall. Elsie shifted. Vera felt every inch of the movement, both their bodies bare, covered only in a thin sheet. With a pang of regret, Vera leaned in to kiss Elsie's forehead, then levered herself from the cot. She'd almost finished dressing when Elsie groaned and stretched awake. Sneaking off already? Afraid I've got work to do. I understand. Elsie tossed back the covers, and Vera's whole body flushed. Elsie was still naked. Elsie fluffed her golden curls and crossed to the lab table to clear a space. Should we write to warn the other apothecaries first? I can handle that. Vera ran a hand through her own hair. I suppose, if you really don't mind. Are you always this bad at letting people help you? Vera pulled a face. For all I know, you could have been sent to seduce me and steal my secrets. Vera, I'm joking. In that instant, Vera realized I do trust her. I've got to talk to the others about last night. When you're finished, meet me downstairs. Vera kissed Elsie's forehead. The moment Vera walked into the bar, however, the guilt came roaring back. Were you going to bother telling me you made it home? Rolf's voice startled her. She hadn't noticed him in the shadows at the edge of the stage, a newspaper crumpled in one fist. Notorious elixir magician stoppered at last, read the headline. MX Joseph Juliet Taylor arrested. Vera's breath caught. Did the council sentence them yet? Rolf nodded at the paper. Trial's set for next week. Says in there that JJ can be released to the care of family or friends in the meantime, if anyone's willing to pay a collateral bond. Shit. How much is the bond? Five hundred. She crossed to the till. Rolf followed. Look, I'm glad you're all right, but you know what this means, don't you? She nodded. Harlow will be coming for us next. We need to sell, Vera. Now. Before we end up like JJ, or worse. The last thing Vera wanted to do was roll over and give up now. Watching JJ lose their club didn't make her want to sell. It made her want to fight. There's another option. Harlow makes decent coin from his bars, but not enough to bankroll a play like this. To get the Iron Shoe Captain in his pocket? He's working with someone. I've got a bead on a group trying to bring him down. If we can link up with them... Rolf made a grab for her elbow. Stop. Think about what happens if we surrender now. Harlow will have a monopoly on elixirs. You know he's been messing with the formulas, getting people hooked. If he doesn't need to worry about the iron shoes, I mean, source, he could do anything. So we move. Her jaw dropped. Leave? Lock? We wouldn't have to go far. In Quell, apothecary work is still legal because the stream in Quell barely contains enough power for a laughter elixir. Nothing compares to the Dwimer. 
But I agree we need to take some precautions. See if Jane is up for visiting her parents in the mountains. Bring Art and Benji too. Vera. And the recipe books. Get them all in one place, with the distillation equipment. Vera. She lifted her chin. Rolf. This is our home. If I have anything to say about it, the Reeves will still be here long after Harlow and his ilk are buried. From the moment Elsie slipped into the bar, wearing a shirt she'd unearthed from Vera's closet, she could see something was up. Rolf and Jane knelt nearby, wrapping glasses in rags and packing them into cartons. So this is what Vera meant by extra security protocols? Anything too incriminating gets moved into the false floor panels we built upstairs. He waved overhead. Sounds smart. Smarter move would be to run. Elsie started toward another box, but Rolf shook his head. Why don't you take the accounting files? She scooped up the files and followed Rolf, Lionel, and two others upstairs into the flower shop. Elsie caught Rolf studying her a little too closely. Did he recognize Vera's shirt? Her stomach fluttered. Vera strikes me as very... single-minded. Rolf grinned. Like a mule. When Vera gets a goal in mind, neither hell nor high water can stop her. Which reminded her. From her pocket, she withdrew the stack of letters she'd written. Vera asked me to send these. Rolf pointed at two stacks of mail near the front of the shop. She laid the letters on the right-hand pile and froze. Sitting atop the left-hand stack was an envelope addressed to Elsabeth Thornley, C.O. Proprietress, The Jaded Rose, Dockside. Pulse racing, she snatched it up and held it against her chest. Thornley, had anybody seen this? Heart in her throat, Elsie dug a nail under the flap and eased the envelope open as quietly as she could manage. It contained a single slip of paper. Elsie, I know you're looking for me. Please, stop. One day, I swear I'll explain everything. For now, I need you to trust me. Go home. All's Jake here. Lou. She was still rereading when someone knocked on the iron grate of the shop. JJ! Elsie leapt forward. JJ's hair hung in tangled knots, their face wan and eyes bloodshot. Still, JJ beamed and wrapped Elsie in a tight hug, kissing her forehead. So glad you're safe, princess. They turned to grin at Vera, who followed them inside. Breakfast would be divine, if it's no trouble. The food they serve in that prison is criminal. Rolf beckoned. No trouble at all. We've plenty of leftovers, since neither of those two heathens made it to breakfast today. He pointed his thumb at Vera and Elsie. Do I detect a scandal? J.J. flashed Elsie a conspiratorial wink. Then they and Rolf disappeared, which left Elsie and Vera alone. How did J.J. seem? Vera shook her head. If they're convicted... None of us would be in this mess if it weren't for the Thornleys and their damned crusade. Lou's crumpled envelope felt like it was burning a hole through her pocket. Elsabeth Thornley... She should tell Vera. It was the right thing to do. But after last night... Elsie opened her mouth. No sound came out. Elsie? Vera eyed her with concern. Lou, 
she still needed to find Lou. After that, Elsie would tell Vera everything. Elsie held out Lou's note. This came for me today. Vera read it quietly. Do you want to go home? Of course not. The apothecary held the letter to the light. Well, in that case, I have an idea. Perched on the workbench in the now half-emptied lab, Elsie watched Vera work. Sensing her stare, Vera looked up. Still plotting to steal all my secrets? Something inside Elsie's ribcage pinched. <laughs> Pretty sure I'd need to understand what you're doing first. Vera waved her over. This recipe enhances the senses, heightens smell, taste, touch. Vera swallowed the flask's contents in one go. Let's see that letter. Then she raised Lou's note and inhaled. Wood smoke. Lots of it. Elsie frowned, thinking. A few gentry keep fireplaces for show, but most families I know have switched to steam heat. Vera pursed her lips. Dockside's mostly coal, or fish oil, in the less well-off areas. The merchant's quarter runs on wood, though. Elsie bit back a groan. What are we meant to do? Go door-to-door asking for Andromeda or Augustine, whoever he is? She glanced at Vera, just as the apothecary licked the letter. Tasty? Disgusting. Vera wafted the letter over her face. There are other scents underneath the smoke. Vetiver, bergamot, but the flavor's nothing like the scent. It's acrid and almost chemical. I don't get it. Vera grinned. It's perfume. Expensive perfume. The kind only a few shops in that neighborhood sell. Elsie tilted her head. The man I met at JJ's. He said something about Lou having a signature scent. Vera snatched up her coat. Come on. While my senses are still amplified, we can check the perfumeries for a match. Elsie hesitated. Are you sure? I can go by myself if you're needed here. Vera waved her off. You were right last night. Our best bet at stopping Harlow is to go on the offensive, which means we need any information your sister's got. The sooner the better. I like a story that will take me to extremes. And nothing says extreme quite like The Last City, a new Wondery podcast available now. Set in 2072, the city of Pura is a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, which, given its promise of being a miraculous green haven in a climate-ravaged world, shouldn't be too hard to sell, but things are not always as perfect and shiny as we'd like to believe. When she stumbles upon a dark secret that could lead to the downfall of Pura's existence if revealed, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. 
But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The handful of times Elsie had come to the merchant's quarter, she'd been in her parents' carriage, escorted by family servants. The quarter appeared very different on foot. Why are so many businesses failing? She asked. Some were boarded up, plastered in forlorn sale signs. Vera side-eyed her. Guess you don't read many newspapers up in Clifftop, huh? Elsie shrugged. I prefer novels. That's a privilege. You know that, right? Only people with the power, resources, and coin to isolate themselves can choose to ignore reality. Elsie's insides squirmed. Maybe she'd ignored things in the past, but she could act differently now. Fill a princess in? For starters, tourism is down. Then there's the revenue the council has lost due to the ban. When my business was legal, I paid taxes. Now... All the profit from elixirs lines people like Harlow's pockets instead. I never thought about it like that. The first perfumery they reached was packed with customers, and scents. Vera led Elsie away, face buried in Elsie's shoulder. Definitely wasn't from here. That shop smells like nightmares incarnate. Elsie suppressed a laugh. What do I smell like? Vera's nose tickled the crook of Elsie's neck. The first warm day in spring, when you get a breeze off the lake in just the right direction. Despite the late afternoon chill in the air, Elsie's cheeks warmed. Finally, they reached a shop on Main Street, its bright window plated in gold. De Brun and Sons. Hang on. Elsie tugged Vera to a halt. The De Bruins have a seat on the city council. Count Ivan, his wife, and their son. What was his name again? The hairs on the back of Elsie's neck rose, as if she were being watched. Vera must have sensed it, too, because she glanced along the street. Let's be quick. Something about this sets my nerves on edge. Elsie murmured an assent, and they ducked into the shop. The shop girl didn't appear much older than Art. Can I help you, ma'am? I'm trying to find this perfume my friend loves. She couldn't recall the name, just the ingredients. Vera rattled them off. Let me check in the back. Vera. She nudged her and pointed. An entire shelf had been dedicated to one popular brand of perfume, 
Andromeda. Sure enough, several shelves over, Elsie spotted another brand, Augustine. She led Vera to the Andromeda display case first, uncapped a bottle. Vera grimaced and shook her head slightly. Not it. Vera nodded at a shelf behind the counter, near the till. Elsie caught her breath. The shelf held a single bottle of perfume, Lusitania. Lou? Before they could say anything, the shopgirl reemerged. We need to close soon, I'm afraid. Perhaps you could help me first. I was interested in this set? Elsie led the shopgirl away from Vera and pointed out the smallest package she could see, located on a shelf high out of reach. The shopgirl bravely suppressed her irritation. Let me just grab the stepladder. She scrambled up and had just reached the ladder's peak when Vera tapped Elsie's shoulder. One glance at the triumphant light in Vera's eye, and Elsie's heart leapt. Thank you for your help, Elsie called. They both hurried out of the shop. Only then did Vera slip the bottle from her pocket. I can't believe you stole it. Vera winked. Don't tell my family. I'm meant to be a respectable criminal. This is the scent your sister was wearing when she wrote that letter. But there's something else. There's Dwimer water in this. It's an elixir? Not the kind you're used to. Do you trust me? Elsie nodded without hesitation. Vera spritzed the perfume across Elsie's face. Now breathe in. Her nostrils tickled. When she opened her eyes, everything seemed normal. Then she gasped. Vera, look! But of course, Vera didn't see it. Main Street bustled with people, horses, and carriages, all stomping, trotting, and trundling over the cobblestones. Underfoot, though, a handful of those cobblestones now glowed. It's pointing this way. All right, into the creepy alley we go. Other marks graffitied this alley besides the glowing ones. One symbol in particular made Vera pause. I've seen this before, in the Dockside Market. The symbol depicted a blood-red council chair with claw marks through it. That's the Reformists' logo. The Reformists? I thought they were just a group of disgruntled kids. That's what the council wants everyone to think. But the movement has grown by leaps and bounds since. Rumor has it even a few council members are sympathetic to their cause. Elsie scanned the wall again. The Reformists' logo itself didn't glow but a small circle on a brick nearby did. She reached out, tentative, and felt an actual metal knob resolve in her grasp. There's a door. Maybe we should think about this for a second. But Elsie was already rotating her wrist. It's unlocked, she exclaimed. Elsie! A hole opened in the brick wall. Before she could move, something dragged her inside. You're listening to Elixir by Ellen Goodlett, starring Ava Mag, Keeler Lee, and Marin Miller. Produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Realm, listen away. Have you ever watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? 
What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Elixir is written by Ellen Goodlett. It is produced by Nicole Otto and executive produced by Molly Barton. Voice direction, audio production, and original theme music by Amanda Rose Smith.